BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. FF fam, my podcast listeners, the people who I love with all of my freaking heart, we are officially having our live show. This has been on the vision board for the past two years to do like a big blowout live show. And I'm so freaking excited. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to like be recording live, meet all of you, hang out with all of you, see the FF fam connect. I am so freaking excited. I realize that I've talked about this on social and the ticket sales have been out, but I honestly don't even think I've talked about it on the show yet, which is wild. So here are all the details. Sunday, April 30th, we are doing a live podcast at City Winery. All of the information will be in the show notes. You can click on the link to buy tickets and you better believe we have a freaking A-star guest lined up. I cannot believe I'm even saying these words, but Katie motherfucking Couric is our guest. Katie Couric, the like icon, the name that every single person knows, a hero, an idol, someone who has lately been an incredible mentor to me. I am so honored and I am so freaking excited. I hope that anyone who is near or local and free comes out meets the FF fam, gets to be a part of a live recording and just have the best night ever. So if you are interested in joining, check out the link in the show notes to buy your ticket. VIP is already sold out, but there are some general admission tickets still available, but I cannot promise how much longer they will be available now that Katie has been announced as our guest. So run, run and come join us. Okay. I love you and I cannot wait. Hi fam. Today's episode is with a new friend of mine who I was so happy to meet on my LA trip. She's just such a wonderful soul and just so kind and beautiful inside and out. And I love her. And I really, really enjoyed this conversation. For those of you who don't know Katrina Scott, she has a wellness lifestyle and motherhood website called Live Beautifully and also her podcast, Live Beautifully. And we were connected through a mutual friend. And she has shared a lot on her socials about her journey to becoming a mother, her experience with miscarriages and a chemical pregnancy, and then going through the IVF journey. And I get a lot of questions from the community about miscarrying and either how to be there for someone who's going through this experience or advice from someone who has gone through it themselves. And I have not personally experienced that, so I cannot give personal advice, but I have wanted to do an episode on this topic for a while now. And it's definitely a requested one by the community. So that is definitely the focus of this one. And that being said, I want to put a trigger warning for anyone who is just not in the state of mind to listen to this episode right now. I 100% respect and 
completely support that decision. You can come back next week for next week's episode. But for those of you who want to hear more about this topic and just have a open and honest conversation on how much it fucking sucks, this one will hopefully help you feel less alone. Come on in, take a seat. Katrina, I'm really excited to finally meet you. And special you shout too. out to our friend Emily, yes. who is a frequent guest on this podcast. She's a matchmaker. <laughs> she has come on twice and she's mm-hmm. mentioned in literally every episode. I feel like anytime I'm talking about something, she somehow comes up. So shout out to Emily for matchmaking this relationship. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk to you because I guess I started following you like, I don't know, maybe two-ish years mm-hmm. ago, but I have just been so inspired by specifically the journey you've gone on with your body, your fertility, like the fact that you were in Sports Illustrated pregnant as the first pregnant woman is fucking iconic. Which is also because Emily. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) She's the matchmaker of that as well. (laughs) She's a great person to know. (laughs) Really? And then also like walking in the Sports Illustrated show during your IVF, like Mm. the whole thing is so empowering, I think, for women everywhere. So I'm really excited to chat with you. Thanks. You too. I want to kick off, and I know I said this beforehand, but I get a lot of questions about how to navigate fertility struggles, IVF losses. And I know that you've been very open about your experience, which so many women and everyone I'm sure really appreciates. As someone who has not experienced that, I obviously don't have the leg to stand on to speak on these topics. So if you're comfortable sharing, can you give us like a walkthrough of your fertility journey in general? Yeah, I think... It's so hard, too, because everyone experiences pain and loss in a completely different way. So even though when I speak on it, you know, and also trigger warning for anyone that, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't want to hear about this right now, totally fast forward and we'll put in the show notes when we stop talking about this. I always have to be like, you know, because it is a worry, too, of a lot of women. But I... My husband and I have been together since we were 19 and 20. Oh, my God. I've been with my husband since I was 16. Oh, my goodness. Long time. Yeah. way to go when you find your person you just kind of you know and when you can grow together Mm. and when you don't grow together that's okay too Mm -hmm. and so you know when you talk to girlfriends and they need to break up even at like 32 that's okay too but we were really lucky to grow together and we knew that we wanted a family we started this together and we were just working and that that kind of like became our focus and so we just thought we had all the time in the world like we we also time was just I don't know if it was going by fast, but it just didn't feel like it was a good time for us to have a family. Mm -hmm. And so there's never really a good time because it's always going to be really crazy. something coming up. But you you make time. But Mm -hmm. it's just like anything else. And so when we're like, okay, let's now we can do this because we were working every night and weekend, which I just feel like. I didn't want to bring a baby into the world if we were doing that. And of course, then we would have stopped. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to stop yet. I was like, we have so much work to do still. And he's like, yeah, totally. Um, And so when we decided to try, we had our first daughter. And it was really like a great experience. We didn't have any quote unquote issues, little preeclampsia warnings and things like that. And then a great 
natural like birth and not natural. I mean, I had epidural. (laughs) (laughs) It depends on what you define as natural. Sometimes when I say that, I'm like, hold up. You know, came out the veg. Um, So we, so I was like, okay, wow. Like we waited and I was pregnant when I was 34. So when we, there was one time in our life where we were like, we're going to have five kids. <laughs> I was yeah. always like, I definitely want three, no less. Now I'm like, two sounds really nice. Yeah. And two was like, wow, it feels like 10 sometimes because yeah. you're like, they have a hundred different personalities <laughs> and needs. So we just figured, you know, oh, okay. Fertility must be an issue that is just something that you experience with all of your pregnancies. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that over 50% of, I say this fertility in, I don't want to say the word infertility is really hard too. It's harsh because there are some things that you can do. So that word even can feel like a halt. Mm -hmm. So fertility struggles are over 50% of couples. That is secondary infertility. Wow. And So when you think about that, like that means that 50% of the people that are struggling with that either have had a child naturally or go on to have some struggles in the future. And we were not expecting that and we just didn't know. And -hmm. you just don't know what- Well, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And so we, luckily we got pregnant right away. And so anytime that we try, we get pregnant. So my body could get pregnant and hold a pregnancy, but I was just getting older. And so we were both getting older. And so whatever those things were, I, of course, was so stressed in that time in my life that I was like, maybe this is stress. We'll never know because we didn't do any testing. But that pregnancy was a few months in and we were getting ready to announce. I literally had like our photos and everything booked. And I think I just had so much guilt because when you don't get the answers, I was like, oh, it's because I had that coffee, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or, you know, that one day I think I had a little too much caffeine or oh, it was before I even knew that I was pregnant. I think I had a glass of wine. You start blaming yourself. And, right. and I and I don't know why I think that we want to take responsibility. I also think, again, I haven't experienced, but I was recently speaking with someone about this. We, we really want an answer. Yeah. And I think mm. that almost gives us something to hold on to maybe of yeah. like, maybe that's why it happened. So that also, and it's obviously not why, but mm-hmm. maybe it's also wiring our brain so that the next time we can be like, I won't do that. I don't know, yeah. like something to grasp onto because I yeah. think I would feel the same way. Yeah, it's it's less of self-blame versus wanting to know why it happened. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, I'm not gonna let that happen again because you don't want it to let, let it happen right. again. And other people might even say too, like, especially if you're struggling to get pregnant, you know, just relax right there is putting the blame on the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, how can, this is the most stressful. Yeah. I, that's how I felt in my first trimester. The doctor's like, okay, so don't be anxious. And I'm like, well, you will, I just had to go off my meds. This was before I went on a new medication. Mm-hmm. I had to go off my meds. I can't drink. I can't smoke. I can't like, wh- how, what do you mean? Don't be anxious. You took away all my tools, mm-hmm. but it's like the most stressful time. Yeah. It's it's hard. And a lot of the things that people say, you don't realize that that is actually putting stress and in some ways mm-hmm. blame on the woman. And so when you tell a woman to relax, that means that she must be causing the infertility right. or struggle. I never actually thought about that, but you're very right. Uh, and, 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 you know, there's memes that are like in the history of anything when you tell someone to calm down have they been have they especially down? a woman and a woman like with raging hormones <laughs> totally. that's never a recipe for yeah. a win. 
I recently told you guys about my love for aloe moves and how it was helping me tap back into my yoga practice, but I am an even bigger fan now because it has such a great prenatal catalog. Doing any form of exercise can be incredibly daunting and overwhelming when pregnant, but I especially find certain yoga practices confusing as I'm not always sure what I'm able to do and what position modifications I should be making. And the Aloe Moves prenatal classes help so much with all these factors and have helped me slowly start to re-enter exercising again, because let's be honest, I haven't been doing that much at all this first trimester. Allo Moves is a streaming on-demand wellness platform that features yoga practices, fitness routines, meditation sessions, and so much more from one of my favorite brands, Allo Yoga. They truly have something for everyone, from beginner to advanced, yoga to bar, Pilates, cardio, hit, everything. They even have relaxing guided meditations and breath work. And the best part is you need little to no equipment. The biggest plus for me though is that I can fit it into my schedule. Sometimes I only have a quick 15-minute window to move my body. Body, and I love that all classes are on demand. They always have something for when I need to squeeze in a workout. It's not just me that is loving Aloe Moves. It was voted the best wellness app of 2022 by InStyle Magazine and best yoga app of 2023 by Women's Health. For a limited time, Aloe Moves is offering my listeners a free 30-day trial plus get this, 50% off an annual membership, but you can only get it by going to allomoves.com and use code Cameron in all caps. That's allomoves.com and all caps code Cameron to get a free 30-day trial plus 50% off an annual membership. allomoves.com, Cameron, all caps. If you know me, you know that I'm very particular about the type of children's toys that I welcome into our home. If it has a battery, it is a no for me. And I'm not like against technology for my kid. It is just like a completely selfish reason. The sounds on those battery operated toys absolutely drive me freaking bonkers. I make sure that the toys we offer make everyone, myself included, in the household happy. That is why I love KiwiCo so much. They are redefining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and serious fun. The recent box that Liam received had a set of stacking blocks that he had an absolute field day with. Who knew that stacking things and knocking them over could entertain a toddler for so long, but evidently KiwiCo did. KiwiCo allows you to assist your child in exploring new worlds and rediscovering familiar ones, even without leaving the home. Talk about an ideal way to spend a rainy day. From discovering the science of magic to engineering a domino machine and much more. Personally, I cannot wait until he's a bit older so we can start exploring more of their chemistry kits and the art projects because they look like so much fun and something that I will personally also enjoy. Plus, there's nothing better than seeing the moment of pride in your children's eyes when they accomplish something at the end of a KiwiCo project. Liam recently has been very into yelling, I did it, anytime he completes a task. And I know this saying is going to be used a hundred times over with his KiwiCo crates. Redefine learning with play and explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash Cameron. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash Cameron. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel, or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. 
But then we we did get pregnant again. We had a DNC with the first. And for anyone that's listening that doesn't know what that is, but it's when you don't miscarry at home. So you don't find a heartbeat and you can actually go to the hospital. Sometimes you end up doing a DNC if you don't completely clear the pregnancy as well, can, which can be really dangerous. So that was, you know, devastating. But Brian was able to be there with me before I got rolled into the OR. And then the pandemic hit and we, well, actually not yet. Pandemic wasn't there. Oh, wait, was it? That's so weird how I like blur things <laughs> well, now. I'm like, I don't want to like, remember this time in my this? life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know the dates. Like I, I get reminders on my phone and mm-hmm. that's how I'm reminded. There's like a block of kind of that I don't want to remember I'm necessarily. Sure. And so. It's a very real grief. Yeah. I do know that the first one we got pregnant on Christmas. So that like, that's always tough. And so maybe after that, I was like, I'm never going to want to hold on to dates. Mm-hmm. And then to fast forward, we got pregnant again, and I had a lot of hope because we knew it was a boy, and I had a really, really strong heartbeat, and the doctor was like, yeah, but like, it's not growing. And mm-hmm. I was like, but there's a strong heartbeat, which is different from the first where we lost the heartbeat, but the it, we same, same thing. And so that's, I did get testing, and that was an embryo that wasn't healthy. So we got answers for that one. And then that was obviously awful. I'm even having a hard time getting the words out too because I was, in a way, you get a little more attached once you know the sex of the baby mm-hmm. too. And like, I think that that was, even though we were able to get testing and what, what went wrong, I like the morning of it was like really hard. I'm sure. And, and uh, all of it's hard. And then we tried again. And this time I just like got my period, which is chemical pregnancy. So a lot of women that miscarry don't even know that they're pregnant to begin with. And so rates of pregnancy, like one in four pregnancies are actually lost. And a lot of times we don't even know that because by the time that it doesn't attach and if it's not viable within those first four weeks, then you're just like any period mm-hmm. will actually, I don't want to weird, use weird words, but like. Like extract discard. almost, yeah. discard. Yeah. yeah. So I got my period, which is just chemical pregnancies are like just really disappointing. All of it's disappointing. And if anyone's going through this right now, like. Can I swear? Oh, fuck yes. Okay. It fucking sucks. And it's, and you are allowed to cry. You're allowed to be so mad. You're allowed to be like, woes me. Why me? It is a horrible experience of losing a baby, losing a pregnancy, no matter how early it is, because Mm -hmm. it's awful. And a lot of times, even growing up, you know, I didn't even realize that women in my family were experiencing this that didn't share it. And so it's not like I want to share Actually, parts of me do want to, but there's a huge part of me that wants to keep family really sacred. There's a big part of me that wants to, Lacey knows my my right hand is in the room right now. And like, she knows that every other week I'm like, okay, so I'm going to delete all social media and I'm going to go live on a farm. Oh, me every other day. Are you fucking kidding? (laughs) I'm like, so this is all going to end. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Like literally the other day on my feed, this like image, some real from Switzerland, some valley appeared mm. and it was like these cows and grass and there was yeah. water flowing. And I was like, well, that's where I need to live. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't matter. We're shutting this down yeah. and we're going somewhere else. Yeah. So it's, I get it. It's a struggle. And I think that a lot of that is our hormones as moms too, mm-hmm. of going into like that mother bear. But then I feel really, really connected to community. And yep. of course I'm like, okay, that was a drastic thought. <laughs> That felt really impulsive, but let's bring it back for a second. But I do know that part of having 
women that I feel so connected to is making sure that no one feels alone in their pain and in their hurt and in their loss. And so it's not that it's a responsibility, but I feel a little bit of a responsibility and also that, that I care so much that I'm willing for that information to not be completely sacred. So that way someone out there that is sacred to them doesn't feel alone Mm -hmm. in that because you also you know when you're pregnant you don't want to share until a certain amount of weeks and then it kind of feels nice because no one really knows except for you and your husband maybe close friends and family and you're like oh this is like something that's for me Mm -hmm. and then when you lose a pregnancy maybe even before you shared with the world then you're mourning and you're going through loss again by yourself and then it's hard to find that support especially from people that maybe you haven't shared with yet Mm -hmm. it's a really weird roller coaster but again if anyone's listening that's going through it I have a lot of posts on fertility and our journey and a lot of things that kept me kept me going and then when I wasn't going I was resting and you can take that time and rest so you're not alone in it and it fucking sucks my whole messaging of the reason I do anything is to remind people they're not alone. It's why I'm very open with my mental health struggles. It's why mm-hmm. I shared about my postpartum experience in a very honest way. Like, I wish that we would all share what we're going through. And I realize not everyone likes to do it that way. But if we did, we would all feel this realization that other people are struggling to. Everyone's struggling with something and yeah. someone might be struggling with the exact same thing you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I know through past episodes where we're talking about very emotional topics, especially I did one recently about postpartum depression and psychosis and like the feelings of community that have come from that episode are so inspiring and astonishing that I know that a lot of people will also resonate with your words. Mm. And I also think even just you saying like, it fucking sucks. Yeah. My best friend experienced a miscarriage. Many people close to me have experienced them. And I think- that's always something that I try to remind them that they can't, like you're allowed to just say it fucking sucks. Like I remember my best friend saying, I would wake up and the birds are chirping. And I'm like, why the fuck are the birds chirping? Like the birds aren't allowed to be chirping. Mm -hmm. And I think the reminder that like any emotion you're feeling is valid is something to give yourself the freedom to feel. Yeah. It is strange when you're going through loss and losing something that is so unimaginable and then the world carries on. Mm-hmm. It's even just being in traffic and you're like, oh, those people are like listening to music. Right, like people are happy. Yeah. It's just, you know, the world keeps going around and that and that has to do with any like any hurt in the world. Mm-hmm. And it and that's it takes me out. I don't know if it takes you out, but like that's, I can't watch the news. I'm like, oh my God. I can't. But that's it. I felt similarly with my postpartum depression where I would struggle going outside because I'm like, wait, these people are just happy, like dining mm-hmm. in the West Village, living their life. What? I thought we were all in this like fog. Fog bubble. Totally. Of sadness. Yeah. How was it because you had already had a child, mm-hmm. what was that experience like allowing yourself time to grieve multiple times mm. while also caring for the child that you had? It's a good question because a lot of times we try to shelter our children from pain or that we're also human. And so although our daughter doesn't know what was going on, especially because this was ended up being a long stretch mm-hmm. or then IVF, like these needles and she was watching, really explaining to her that mommy was hurt and then I was going through something and then showing her the healing process too can be really healthy for your children to know that 
when they are crying at school because they fall down on the playground or whatever, they might think of you and be like, oh, mommy gets hurt sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then I saw her, you know, now she's okay. It's so the repair. Yeah, it gives them, I don't even know if inspiration is the right word, but some a model of we all are going to hurt at some point in our life. And so at first I was like, I don't want her to see me crying. But now when she sees me crying, I'm like, oh, I'm just sad right now, but you make mm -hmm. me feel better. Yeah. And can we get through this together? And she'll just lay with me. So then when she's crying, I, I'm like, do you want to get through this together? And I lay with her. I love and, that. Yeah. So I, but that took time to, for me to learn too. Because mm -hmm. at first I'm like, I don't want her to see this pain or right. what, I, what I'm feeling. And then keeping up with your kids when you're sad or even healing from something is really difficult, but beautiful at the same time because they still stop and stare at a flower, literally right. stop and <laughs> smell the flowers. And so it is a beautiful reminder that this too shall pass. And they are a daily reminder that there are beautiful things in life. And so one of my girlfriends, I said, you know, I can't even imagine or you can, I can imagine, but how difficult it could be to miscarry before you have a baby. Mm -hmm. Because like, thank God I have her. She was like, well, there's that perspective, but also she miscarried before she had her daughter. And she was like, I feel like if I miscarried now, I would realize what I lost. So I will say, I never felt connected to my first pregnancy. Mm. I was just like, literally felt like it was a virus. I hated being pregnant. I'm like, this sucks. This is not what I envisioned. Mm. I thought I was going to love this experience and I don't. And I felt a little connected when I found out the sex, but still up until the delivery, when he was on my chest, I felt it immediately, which I know not a lot of women do. So I mm. did then, but the second time I got a positive pregnancy test, I felt the connection instantly because I could conceptualize what was on the other side. Mm. So I kind of understand what your friend's saying, yeah. where I'm more nervous this time around than I ever was the first time of potentially miscarrying because I feel that connection from the very beginning because I know what's on the other side. Oh, congratulations. Thank you so way. much. Thank I wasn't you. sure if we were going to, this is the release. It's <laughs> actually going to be, uh, that this is part of the announcement and we're going to do yeah. gender reveal and everything. Yeah, but We like, brought a balloon. I just, I don't know. I feel more weight on this one where I'm like, I know what's on the other side. Yeah. But I mean, look, one could be way harder for one person. You'll never know because you'll never, ex mm -hmm. well, maybe. But it's, I think it's so individual. What I would love to ask is, as someone who hasn't experienced loss mm -hmm. like this, what did you find was helpful that friends or family did for you in these times? And I know it varies on the day, on the loss, on the person, but like, mm -hmm. was there anything specific you can point to? Totally. When someone doesn't try to find the words to make it right or make it okay mm -hmm. or find out why it happened, as friends or of any anybody tries to find the reasoning and like, oh, you know, Everything happens for a reason. You don't want to hear that. Right. Because when you're in it, you're like, well, no. What was the reason? Or, mm -hmm. you know, there might be some people that disagree with me, but, you know, God has a plan, which maybe in hindsight, when you think that, like when I look at Colette, our IVF That's baby, I was ask. I'm like, thank God. When you're in it, you, you're a little angry at God. You almost mm -hmm. think that he made a mistake. 
and you don't understand it. So you don't need to know, you don't need to think that right away. You find that out on your own. The biggest thing that your friends and your family can do is sit there and say, this fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. That should be the name of the podcast. Episode. Oh, that'll be the name of this episode. <laughs> this fucking sucks with Katrina Scott. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You think I'm kidding? That'll be the name. Because that's, you just, whatever you're going through, there's not going to be anything that anyone can say that's mm-hmm. going to make you feel better. And when someone tells you, you know, you can you can get pregnant again. Or, oh, well, the good thing is, is that it just shows that you can get pregnant. Well, that doesn't really matter if. Yeah, if I'm not holding my baby or if I still don't have a baby. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, too, you have to wait. So you're sitting there with a. An unalive baby in you. So that's super morbid, too, as people are trying to say things to make you feel better. So I actually have. Did I ever put together the blog post or have just like a plan of what to say? Never. Okay, that's always plan. (laughs) Thank God I have Lacey. You know what? This will inspire me. I will put together the post of what mm-hmm. to say and maybe what not to say because sometimes we think we have to say more than we have to. Than I, we need to. That's a lesson I've learned of mm-hmm. sometimes it's okay to just sit there and listen. And I think I've learned that as years have gone by, but specifically around this topic with friends, like I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I'm here if you want to cry. I'm here if you want to act like it didn't happen and go get dinner and have fun. Mm-hmm. I'm here if you just want to scream. But like, we don't always have to fill the void with words. Yeah. And just, I'm just going to come and sit with you. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk, you can talk. If not, kind of like what I tell my daughter, like we can get through this together. Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by a brand that I have been using and loving for years, and that is Athletic Greens. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted to support my health first thing in the morning and add on to my morning routine in a way that prioritized my overall well-being. I take AG1 first thing in the morning after I meditate and before I go on with my day, and it honestly makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body before the sun has even risen. AG1 is way more than greens. is all your key health products like multivitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more working together all in one. For me, my morning has not started until I have had my glass of AG1. I am a big believer in the fact that you set the tone for your day within the first hour. And that is why my morning routine is so important to me. I've talked about my like depressive funk of my first trimester that I've been in recently. And I really believe part of that was because I wasn't making any time for myself and my morning routine just kind of like went to the wayside. I was in full-blown survival mode, so sleep was honestly my top priority, but I think the lack of my morning meditation, my journaling, and my routine played a huge role in my funk. Now that I'm finally getting some energy back and you know feeling a little bit more like myself, I'm re-implementing my morning routine, and that is a top priority for me as I want to feel my best. If you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash FFF. That's athleticgreens.com slash FFF to check it out. 
I am so freaking excited to share one of our new sponsors on the show because they have been an absolute staple in my life lately, Element. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't, which means a whole lot of salt with no sugar. This product contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, which is 100 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, and 60 milligrams magnesium with none of the junk like coloring, artificial ingredients, and other BS additives. Personally, the idea of water, just like drinking water or anything during my first trimester makes me incredibly nauseous. And I know that sounds wild, but if you've experienced pregnancy, you may relate to what I'm saying. Liquids are just of no interest to me, but I know it is extra important to stay hydrated right now. So that is why I've been loving Element lately. Personally, I've been on a huge citrus kick. So with my first breakfast of the day, I am downing an ice cold citrus salt element with some added lemon juice and it is really hitting the spot. Hands down, it is the biggest thing that is helping me with hydration right now. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or to share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash Cameron. This deal is only available through my link. You must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash Cameron. Plus, Element offers no questions asked refunds. So try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, they will give you your money back. No questions asked. You really have nothing to lose. What was this process like then going through IVF? Hmm. Because did you feel this... Obviously, IVF is a much more intense process of getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. Was there then this feeling of like, well, what if this happens? What if this continues to happen? And now Mm -hmm. we're also adding in IVF. Like, what was that process like? Sometimes when you're in that journey, you don't know how long that's going to last. And it's kind of like anything where you don't really want to think about how long it's going to take or if it's going to fail. Because if it feels too far away, then you lose hope. Mm -hmm. I think with IVF or any type of fertility treatments or even just tracking your ovulation, months pass. If you miss that month, then it's another month. It's day to day. Mm -hmm. You're surviving day to day and holding on to hope because if it didn't work, of course I was actually, I mean, I say this, but at the same time I was cruising websites of like, okay, maybe we should foster. I really wanted to fill that void in the, in my heart that I felt like mm-hmm. from that loss and multiple losses. And so I was thinking like, what if this doesn't work? But it didn't consume us and it kept us going that this could work. We'll see if it does. What do you think was the best thing that your partner could do through this process? Because I actually get a lot of women that send these episodes to their partners <laughs> and I'll get messages specifically from males being like, my wife sent me your episode and like Aww. I now understand how her brain works. Like especially I did over simulated episodes. I've done a lot of postpartum division of labor and I get a lot of reach outs from partners who are mainly male being like, this helped me so much understand yeah. my wife's brain. So like if there is someone listening whose partner is going yeah. through this, like how do you feel what helped the two of you the best? A lot of times men can kind of go, okay, it's her body It's more of her loss. She's going through the pain, so I have to be strong. Mm -hmm. It's also your partner's child. Right. Even if you had a sperm donor, even if it's an embryo that is a donation, like whatever it is, it's still your child. And so I would say for 
a partner or a husband or whoever that is, however you're doing this, it's okay for you to feel pain too and actually express that and tap into actually going through the loss. My husband covered up his pain a lot, thinking that he had to be the strong one. Mm -hmm. And I would check in with him. He's like, oh, it's your body. You're going through this. And then my neighbor actually saw him walking around the neighborhood, walking our dog crying. And so he Mm -hmm. saved those tears until he was out, which he didn't have to do. But he was like, I just didn't want to upset you more about this whole thing. And we've never done that. We've never not healed together. We've never not grown together. But in this particular situation, he just didn't want me to know that he was also in a lot of pain. And so I think for partners out there talking about it, and a lot of women actually say that they want their partners to also hurt with them. Yeah. And they and if they don't, they're like, do you realize what we lost? The actually, gravity of it Yeah. All. And so although your partner might feel like they have to be the strong one, even like same sex couples, like the one that isn't holding the baby is like, I don't, I don't know. And the, some of our friends went through mm-hmm. this and one kept losing the pregnancies and then they switch, they flip-flopped <laughs> and they're like, okay, maybe you try to carry it. Yeah. But you can talk about it and maybe how you both feel pain together, then you can heal together. I think that's really good advice because I do think a lot of times the other partner like tries to be strong when Mm -hmm. in reality, maybe the person who miscarried wants the acknowledgement that like there was loss. Yeah. Because I also could imagine it feeling like, am I making this up? Is it not as big of a deal as I'm making it out to be? Like, how are Mm -hmm. you okay? So I think that that's really helpful for partners out there or for anyone who's experienced this and wants to send it to their partner. Yeah. Um, So... You eventually went through IVF Mm -hmm. and you had, do you identify calling Colette as a rainbow baby? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Because I never know how people feel about that term. Oh, really? Oh. Well, I never know. I never thought about it. (laughs) Well, because I've never experienced it, I'm like, I I think people use it, but I don't Mm -hmm. really know. That's the thing too, is I I know that you're like, oh, I don't know if this is the right term. Even if your friend is going through loss and say you said, okay, everything's meant to be, and you're thinking like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. It's okay. We're all human. Right. No one is trying to hurt anybody. And it's okay if you've said something that's like, that was like, maybe not the best thing that they heard all day, but they love you too. Mm-hmm. You could even say, hey, a year ago when you had the pregnancy loss, I actually just listened to a podcast and I feel like I think oh, I've I done said- this exact thing. Like, I think I said God has a plan to you right when it happened. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was okay. They might be like, I don't even know. It was in a frog. I don't remember. Right. I just said frog. <laughs> I, was, I was in a frog. I was like, in a frog. No, but I've done this even with mm-hmm. postpartum. Like mm-hmm. when I had my child, I texted four of my close girlfriends that had kids before me. And I was like, turns out I was a shitty friend when you gave birth. And I thought I was doing my best, but I had no idea what the hell you were going through. Mm -hmm. And they were like, girl, you don't know until you've been, like you just do not know what that experience is like. So what has this postpartum been like for you? Because how old is Colette now? She's 10 months. Okay. So you're starting to like now it's, feel a little bit more like yourself maybe <laughs> i know me mine was like the nine month mark where i was yeah. like okay i can do this she's starting to sleep a little more yeah i think the sleep loss is so crazy it's and so real i really wanted to do i wanted i wanted to be there more with colette than i was with bella with bella i like i i rushed back to work Mm-hmm. almost to be like, I'm here. I, like, you guys didn't miss me, right? Like, I'm I'm here. 
and I can help, like, whatever you guys need. I didn't want anyone to feel like they had to, like, pick up the pieces of me having a baby. I don't know. It's, like, so crazy. And so I've actually heard that from a lot of people, that with the second, they feel like they can soak in more time. That's how I already feel. I'm like, we are banking in a much longer maternity leave here. Yeah, because you don't get that time back. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. And there's not enough maternity leave even in this country for people. And so if you are blessed that you can take that, take it because you don't know if you're really going to need it, especially if you go through something that you cannot control, like postpartum depression, anxiety. I did have, I with both, I had like catastrophic anxiety. I still do. I get served the craziest stuff too on social media probably because it just knows my brain. Oh my gosh. You need, my friend had the same issue and I took her phone and I hit not interested, not interested, not interested, block, not interested until I changed her algorithm. Oh. Because it's like your phone knows what you watch. Yeah. And what you're talking about. What we're like, even on the way up here, like just. (laughs) No, it's awful. I'm like, oh my God. So if I do this and I die, then they won't have a mom. So I probably shouldn't do that. But if I do it, let's be careful. Like it's just so, it's so crazy and it can be really consuming. And I'll back out of things last minute because I'm afraid of Mm -hmm. what could happen. It is, so that can- Do you have intrusive thoughts? Like, do you see these things happening? I had that with postpartum anxiety a bit. Yeah, but not like extreme, but like, okay, if I walk up too close to the balcony, like that, palm tree like what if something brushes up against us and I lose my balance and she goes over the side okay. yes like yeah. I would say that that's an intrusive thought yeah like, it is I even when I was pregnant I was like oh if we go out there's so many shootings if I go out and there's a shooting like hopefully like if I die like maybe they can figure out how to save the baby like it's just so weird so you're thinking like ex- I'm I had more intrusive <clears throat> thoughts of like oh, I'm going to walk through that doorway and I might bang his head on there, but I'm thinking, mm. but less like elaborate. And you could like see it happening. I saw it happening. Yeah. yeah. I would avoid a lot of situations because I would play out the worst case scenario. And it's probably because I think about it that I see so many women even talking about it on social media where it's like even getting in the head of a mom, especially like a new mom of like, okay, if I do this and okay, I'm going to just feed them puffs. But if they like choke I and mean, we have like right. the D choker we have and she's already choked because that's what just happens babies choke mm-hmm. and literally I think I just like lost all life in my entire body and I'm not really a good person under pressure like I probably would be like oh I forgot to call 911 like I'm like so I know that about myself too like I just feel like I just need people around too because I'm like so scared so Anywho, yeah, I think postpartum was like really dark, but I was just so happy to soak it in Mm -hmm. and the nights are really long and the days are really long too, especially having a toddler. Thank goodness she's like in preschool, but she gets sick. She gets, and then she stays home and it's a shit show, but we're like a really normal family that, you know, we do our bath time and it's chaos and we just talked about the stomach virus. Bella's like puking. Oh, I'm awful. holding her and then it's in her hair. And I'm like, oh, it's in your hair. And she's crying Then it's in her hair. And I'm washing her hair. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up even just from the smell. Yep. And then Colette's crying. And Brian's like, I have to go up. And like, it's just, it's, we, it is so normal in our house that sometimes when I share something, people are like, oh, thank you for showing like a little normalcy. I'm like, oh, like it's like this. <laughs> you can picture oh, this. Oh, shit show in here. Are you day. kidding? Yeah. So, yeah, but we're just, like, so happy to do it because we have so much fun with it. And even after 
they go to bed for like, <laughs> whoa, what just happened? Whoa. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing when you go to bed because it's like, what the fuck just happened? I can't wait to sit on the couch and do nothing. And then yeah. an hour later, we're looking at videos. I'm like, yeah, what are we doing? We literally <laughs> just like, we're like, should we wake him up? I'm like, no, <laughs> we shouldn't. I know, but I don't know. Like, especially in the beginning, every time I'd put him down, I would just be like. But I want to wake him up. And my husband's like, do not wake him up. Oh, and then you start missing them. And then our toddler just started crawling into bed with us. Dangerous. Yeah. And then a couple nights ago, she didn't. My husband looked at me and he goes, I miss her warmth. No, I'm sure. Like, (laughs) so this is the whole thing where I'm like, I can't wait until he's old enough to come get in bed. And my husband's like, we're not doing this. I'm like, but what if we do like nights that it thunders? He can sleep with us. And Joe's like, you're going to just add in, I'm like, holidays, thunderstorms, (laughs) nights that I'm alone. He's like, so every night. It's wild. The love is like nothing I could ever have imagined, Mm -hmm. ever. Like, it's all-encompassing and it's terrifying Mm -hmm. it's utterly terrifying it is it was so scary even on the way up here i was like (laughs) we were talking about something and i'm like oh it's so devastating and Lacey was just like meanwhile driving up here side roads going like 25 miles per hour and i'm like (laughs) we took like an hour and a half to get here and i was like yeah we can just take our time same thing like intrusive thoughts thoughts before i left i was like oh my god we're driving to deer media it's a little far (laughs) Um, thank you for coming like, yeah and I was like oh it's so devastating she's like what and I'm like they're gonna be 18 and like they're gonna be in the real world oh, and like when how am I gonna make TV sure that they're now, okay when I watch tv shows now like it'll be like a silly YA whatever and it's teenagers and I'm like that's mm. gonna be my child and then I start yeah. crying yeah and I'm like what just happened like I mm-hmm. I can't even what was that show like on Netflix that everyone was watching like of like the teens and they're like Doing drugs and drinking. Well, and- Euphoria? That's not yeah, on Euphoria. Netflix. Oh, my God. Oh, what is it on? HBO. Oh, The best sorry. show that's ever been on television. <laughs> Are you kidding? But a lot of moms couldn't watch it. I felt opposite. I felt like I was them. I was like, the oh. show rules like oh. for that. But honestly, yeah. did I have Liam then? Maybe like season three. Maybe the last season I had him or two, whatever we're on. But I didn't watch it because I was oh like, my God. I, it's I'm a not really there yet. good show, though. I'm like already it's thinking so like, good. okay. You know, because I want them to but be able to, But it's so like, far-fetched. Yeah. Like, they, it, I don't think kids are doing this stuff in today's... <laughs> or maybe they are. But, like, it's so far-fetched. I don't know. But One it's of our wild. Friends, his son got... Her son got sent porn and he's eight. From who? One of his friends just had a link. That scares like, me. eight? How do you even have that conversation at that age? I don't know. I just deleted YouTube off of... Um, yeah, the internet terrifies yeah, me. Yeah, we had YouTube kids. And, I mean, again, this may be controversial... However you Whatever. want a parent, I have no judgment. We just got rid of YouTube kids because I saw this thing about like cartoons that get past the whole security like thing, the rules, and it ends up being like cartoonish porn. What? And when you're walking by, you don't necessarily like, ne- like you don't notice that like Superman is humping Elsa. Like, <laughs> oh like, literally. my God. And I was like, oh my God. And I deleted YouTube kids. And then I just downloaded the PBS video which is like obviously like so wholesome and then it's yeah. like mr rogers i'm like okay we can oh my do god this. my last name is now roger so yeah. mr rogers is a big thing <laughs> um we're a big disney plus fam oh we've yeah. got frozen mm-hmm. moana yeah. and why can't i think of the third movie frozen moana <laughs> and kanto oh. on repeat mm. oh my god and he's like and kanto and kanto elsa mm-hmm. olaf like he speaks Disney now. And the newer Disney movies are amazing because they're a lot more thoughtful and intentional even about parenting. But parents die in every Disney movie. Literally every movie. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, not Moana. 
or Encanto, but most Disney And those movies. are newer ones. They're newer like ones. The newer That's ones true. are. But Frozen, like the parents go off on the ship and then they like show the ship in these waves and then it's like a funeral. It's so sad. Yeah, it's weird. And then so, I had to explain the whole like, um, I can't believe we're talking about Disney right now, <laughs> uh, Tangled, um, you know, Rapunzel, yeah. how the first mom isn't her mom. I haven't seen that one. And I'm like, oh no, that's like the mean one and that's not her mom. And And then my daughter was just like, Oh, or, and, you know, her real mom's at the end. And then she's looking at me and I'm like, but no, I'm your mom. <laughs> like, don't Wait look, a second. Don't think that I, she's like thinking that you Someone can, else is going to come at the yeah, end as the new mom. That's like, hilarious. So crazy. Speaking of kid stuff, mm. I need to do a plug for Baby Barn. Oh, thank because you. Because I just found out, I've tagged you guys on Instagram. I had no idea that this was your husband's company. And I said <laughs> this to you when you walked in or your husband and your company. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But when... My mom must have seen it on Emily, again, her Instagram, because <laughs> on Christmas, my mom had gotten both my son and my nephew, like, five new sweaters, the terry cloth sets, the whole shebang. She must have ordered your entire website. You can Aww. look up her order number because it was probably thanks, everything. Mom. And she's like, I found this company on Instagram. And I was like, okay, thanks. The sweaters are the best thing in the entire world. They're all my son wears. Thank like, I throw you. them on every single day. We've got the beige, the navy, the green, the khaki, everything. Mm. And Green's so good. I literally had no idea that you guys were connected to this. Goodness. So I need to plug it again for everyone listening. Thank you. So, yeah, my husband and I run it together. He started it. And we, I actually chose all the colors of, like, the sweater. So I'm able to you know, incorporate a lot of creativity. I love, I don't know, I just, I love the creative process anyway. And then we're actually coming out with uh, Mommy, which by the time that this comes out, they're yeah. probably out. But Perfect. Mommy and Me sweatshirts that are so soft. And I chose a really beautiful powder blue just because I felt like, I don't know, I feel like everyone Everyone to start. looks good in powder blue. Everyone looks amazing in powder blue and it's such a refreshing color. And then it's mm-hmm. really sweet on your kids too. It kind of looks good on all like little kids. I my mean, sister and I kids always say that like the sweater, we wish that the sweaters were for adults yeah. because it's like the perfect <laughs> fit and they're so cozy. Yeah. What Thanks. is next for you business wise? What are you focused on? I, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm like coming out of like this fog of postpartum. Mm-hmm. And right now I really, really, it's, it's hard. It's hard to answer that right now because like, I really want to focus on family first which I think I, not that I was work first before, but I would wake up and open social and make sure that I was getting back to everybody and I would go to bed doing the same thing. And so now I just want to make sure that I am spending more time even connecting with my husband. Mm -hmm. And so family means like children and my relationship with my husband because, you know, we've gone on a couple dates. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's hard. And so I think that my focus of what my role is in this life is a little different, especially when you're raising little humans and you realize like, you know, you're gonna you're gonna mess up at some point as a parent. We all do. And we all have like these moments of like of reflection. And right now I I wanna look back and go, wow, I'm really happy that I went to that dance recital. Well, I'm really happy that I chose them every single time. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way. Yeah. And then I really want to continue. So I took so many breaks in my podcast. I launched it in 2020. And then I was like doing virtually. I love this because we're together. I don't know if anyone can tell. Like we're together in this room. (laughs) If any of you are wondering, we're not across the country from each other, but I'm coming to New York to see you. I know. I'm excited. Um, But 
I need to feel like connected in person. And it felt really, it was during COVID when I launched. And of course, I didn't know that the timing of that mm -hmm. was going to be like that. And then I was doing it from my closet floor. And then Brian was like with Bella and she was like yelling for me upstairs, wondering where I was. And I was like trying to record an episode. It's so hard to do it at home. I was like, wow, I'm actually not having fun with this. Mm -hmm. This is really hard. And then when I was going through a lot of loss and everything, I was having a hard time finding the words. Kind of like you said, yeah. how is the world going around? I'm like, how am I gonna talk on a podcast right now when I'm going through so much pain and so much hurt? And every day, like every day I was so mm -hmm. sad. And so I couldn't really find the energy to talk into a microphone. And that's just the most simplest way for me to put it. Of course. And so now I feel like, okay, I f I'm finally in a place where I can focus on the podcast and talk with amazing women like you and have amazing guests on and even do episodes with Brian. And he is so brilliant and so sweet and just like, the best and I want people to get to know him more and however we can make other couples not feel so alone other entrepreneurs not feel so alone and no matter what you're going through just like you know if it's on your commute or whatever you're doing and just connect with everybody so my podcast is live beautifully and that's the focus right now and it feels really good I love that for you thanks for and everyone peace. yeah <laughs> I'm I'm very much in the like family focus right now yeah. For everyone who's listening who wants more of you, how can they support you? Thanks. Okay, so my podcast and Baby Barn, of course, we just talked about that. And then my website is also livebeautifully.com. And we have a lot of great downloads and things like that for entrepreneurs. If you've ever thought about launching your own brand or you want to get creative with things, we have that. And I'm on Instagram at Katrina Scott. And if you want to see any chaos then I <laughs> upload the <laughs> normal things sometimes randomly. Like, hi, this is what we're doing. This is where yeah. I've been for the past 48 hours. Bye. Hope you're having a good day. <laughs> so, yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for thank making you. the drive and coming in. This was thank so wonderful. You. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at, at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.